0: Welcome to Simply Holy Living, the podcast designed to help average humans who are being made holy through small, simple acts of letting go of our way and living the Jesus way. My name is Tracy Miner, and though I will be your host, I am much less a guide and much more of a fellow human in pursuit of holiness. Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy Living. I'm so excited to be making this video today because it's been so long and I wanna welcome all the people that heard the podcast Um, on the deeper dive. um, Basically, you've stumbled onto Simply Holy Living and it's a place where average humans can come to learn to be holy simply by letting go of our ways embracing the ways of Jesus. Another way to say that is that we try to live open-handedly. So I'm excited to be making a video because basically I'm much more of a YouTuber than I am a podcaster. You know, I did that podcast. I'm sort of dove into that world for a minute, but honestly this is not the time for me to be learning a new genre. So basically what I'm going to be doing is I'm making these videos and then I will upload them and make them into podcasts, but they won't be the sounding things the quality won't be as nice because i don't have my big you know fat microphone here and of course you're going to hear the gardener outside and you're going to hear all the extra stuff that's going on in my house but this is just gonna be the way it's gonna be right now. This is completely unscripted. Um, I kind of am shooting from the hip these days because we're talking about the spiritual practices or or the practices of Jesus is the way that I like to think about it. And we just try to imitate the things that he did um, to strive to be more like him. And so we're gonna be just making short little videos. I say we, like me and you, there's no other we, me and you. We're gonna be making these short little videos just sort of chopping it up about the different practices so the first one that i'm going to start with is the sabbath and you might be thinking oh tracy why are you starting with the sabbath it seems like the hardest one well the reason for that is because i have actually been hearing a lot of buzz around my particular denomination which is the icoc that's my church heritage um about practicing the sabbath and um so several people have called me and said, hey, didn't you make something about the Sabbath a long time ago? And uh, they're right, I did. I started practicing the Sabbath, I can't remember exactly, maybe like seven years ago. So I've had seven years of practice in this area. Um, And at that time, I even made a video series about just my sort of endeavor to do it imperfectly. And I was trying to get everybody else, hey, try it, it's awesome, you'll like it. You know, even if you're not really good at it, you don't have to know everything, just try doing it. So I made a series back then And I've been trying to scrounge it up and send it off to people when they ask me. But, you know, actually, as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've changed so much since then. And I've changed so many of my practices. I'm going to make a new series as if I have time for that. But I am doing it. So we're starting with that because honestly, that is what I've been hearing people wanting guidance about. So and that's what this whole thing is. This video series, this uh, Simply Holy Living in general, is not a money maker for me. It's not like I'm trying to get this huge following. I'm just trying to share as an average disciple the stuff that I learn and, you know, how I put it into practice. And actually, it's not going to help everybody, but some people find help from it. So, amen. <laughs> you know, join me. If you like it, you can join me so i'm going to start today just by giving you a bunch of resources and help um sort of going through how i got started and then i'm going to talk a little bit about what the bible says so so uh when i very first started this um practice it was because i had this experience of planning this retreat and um you know all of us were supposed to be going on this retreat and i was just amazed at the um, sort of how hard it was for all of us just to want to go. I was <laughs> like, why would it be hard to want to go to a retreat where you get to rest and, you know, be with God and just pray and relax and all this stuff. And um, I realized there's just big resistance to it. So I kind of got interested in it at that time. So I started studying it. The first book I stumbled across is this one by Lynn M. Bab, it's called Sabbath Keeping. I thought it was fantastic. It was enough to get me going. It was enough just to get me to want to do it. Um, it's about their experience living in the Holy Land for a year and, or maybe several years, and how it felt to celebrate the Sabbath there. Okay, and then there's also, of course, Wayne Mueller's, this is really popular Sabbath book um, that gives a lot of great practical advice and it also gives you a lot of, um, you know, great biblical foundation. And then of course, Mark Buchanan's The Rest of God. I have read all of these, <laughs> you don't have to do it, um, but I just to i share them in case you like to hold a book in your hand. Another book that I can't hold in my hand because it's on my Kindle now, almost all my books are on my Kindle, is uh john mark comer's uh the ruthless elimination of hurry and i absolutely feel like this is the best book as of late about the practices of jesus it has it has helped me so much it has changed my life you're gonna get it you're gonna read it you're gonna be like eating it up but then it's gonna overwhelm you then you're gonna put it away then you're gonna get it back out and you're gonna be like i'm gonna try that again it's amazing i totally recommend his um teaching in every way i listen to his podcasts i read his books I love the way they're doing church there. I just think he's, you know, they're doing amazing things. The other really big influence as of late has been the Bema podcast, which I stumbled upon, you know, a few years ago, three or four years ago. And he does an excellent job. That's Marty Solomon does an excellent job of breaking down the Torah, <laughs> breaking down the writings, helping you to see that the entire point of that first poem about creation is about the rest of God the Sabbath I mean it's amazing when I heard that I just felt like singing oh you know because I was like oh my gosh this guy is speaking my language because I felt like I just sort of like I was whistling in the wind for so long trying to get people to do the Sabbath and I was like the crazy lady doing Sabbath. that's how I felt I was the crazy lady doing the Sabbath And um, here I was like, oh my gosh, I knew it. I knew it was awesome. So anyway, that has been music to my ears. I've just loved it. Um, So check out all those resources. If you listen to podcasts, I totally recommend Bayma. And the first few really um, talk about this Sabbath practice. So if you weren't ready to listen to the whole thing, at least listen to the first few so you can get this grounding in it. Um, And we'll talk, I'll probably use a lot, I don't want to be plagiarizing anything, but I'm telling you, uh, Marty Solomon and John Mark Comer have really influenced my thinking, so I'm probably going to say a lot of things that they say, but I give them all the credit, you know, everything I say here is always just stuff that is regurgitated from someone else, I learned this, I learned this, oh, this is what I learned, it's like I'm telling you what I learned, okay, so I want to now shift into kind of how i got started biblically so those were my external resources but how did i even think about it biblically well simple this is not like i have a master's degree in sabbath keeping i did what any normal average everyday 21st century christian does and i went to my bible gateway and i put in the word sabbath or shabbat if you're using the complete jewish bible which i love that version by the way um and you'll find about 154 references okay so Now, out of all of those references, we're gonna go through one that is the Ten Commandments, basically, it's the, the actual command where it's commanded, but the rest of them are just um, accounts of regular Sabbath keeping. It's saying, hey, on this day, you know, on the Sabbath, Jesus did this, or on the Sabbath, we walked over here, or, on the Sabbath, Paul talked to these people outside the synagogue, or whatever, because Sabbath keeping was just a normal part of being a God follower, being God's people, included celebrating the Sabbath. So, It wasn't like there was all these instructions. When you see 154 times, it's not like you're gonna be like, oh, I have 154 things to write down about the Sabbath. No, basically the instructions about the Sabbath are very short. At least the ones that from the 10 commandments, um, not all the rabbinical teachings and the things that have been added through the years. I'm not talking about that. Just straight from the Bible, what does it say? It's actually pretty simple. And then there's actually only one reference from the new Testament where it kind of says, don't worry about it. Okay. So we're going to look at these. We're going to look at three passages today. Actually, I like, we're going to look at four passages today and that's it. The first time that we encounter the Sabbath is before it's even really called the Sabbath. And that is just from Genesis two. So, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that God created the world in these six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. We can read it in Genesis 2. In verse 2, it says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Okay, so this is the first time that we even encounter the concept. And that is the fact that God was able to say, hey, enough's enough. I have been creating long enough and it's time to rest. Now, don't you just love this about God? This is like one of my favorite qualities about God is that he rested. He knew when to say enough. That's what Marty Solomon always says. He knew when to say enough. I've worked hard enough, that's enough, it's perfect, it's fine, now I'm gonna rest. There is a time to actually stop working. I love this quality. I love the fact that he wanted us to enter into that. I love the fact that that is our end goal, is that as it says in Hebrews, I believe that we're going to enter into his rest. That's what he wants to do with us. He wants to hang out in the garden. That was the original design. He wanted to hang out in the garden. He wanted to have fun. He wanted to rest. He creates all these seasons and all these festivals where you're not going to work. You're just going to party. You're going to eat great food. This is our God. This is the God we serve. And this has to be what informs us about how we follow the Sabbath. This sort of characteristic of God that he wants us to have what's good. And he wants us to enjoy life. Good. Food. He wants us to have sex, right? It was created before the fall. He wants us to have um, a wonderful time doing work. I mean, they were, he was naming the animals before the fall, right? Though he was doing work. He was saying, fill the earth and subdue it, you know, have fun on the planet, learn stuff about it, name the animals, look at all the trees, enjoy what I've given you. It's gonna be awesome. So this is kind of the God that we serve. And this is the idea of setting apart this one day you can work all these other days. you got six days to do your work. And on this one day, I just want you to rest. And we're going to set it apart. And set apart means holy, which is very important to us here. at simply holy living, right? OK, we want to learn how to be holy. So we're going to imitate God in this way. OK. So fast forward through the next however many hundreds of years this is because this is creation. We don't even know when that happens. And so this is way before there's commandments. This is just how they lived. Now they could have been celebrating the Sabbath all those years. I don't really know. All I know is that the next account that we have about it is in Exodus 16. Now this is after God has brought his people, his fallen people that have been given into slavery they were in slavery in egypt and he brings them out of slavery he brings them into the desert and he's teaching them how to live right and one of the things that they needed was they needed food right and so they kind of grumbled and complained about it but god answered them nonetheless and he sends down manna this is a brand new form of food it's these little wafers of some sort of bread that he's giving them and his command to them at that time was go out every morning collect a certain amount of, uh, I think it was one omer per person in your household um, of manna, collect it in the morning, use it all day, make whatever you need out of it. This will be your portion for the day. And then that's it. Don't save any for the next day. Don't try to stockpile. Don't take too much. Just take what you need for one day. Does this sound familiar, people? (laughs) Does this sound familiar to Jesus that, you know, just today's all we have. Don't worry about tomorrow. Okay. So it started way back then. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'll take care of you tomorrow. I promise I'm going to give you food tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Just get enough for today. So he'd been doing that. That was his command. He said, but on the sixth day, you should collect a double portion because on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, correct? I don't want you to have to be collecting. I don't want you to have to um, go out and work. I don't want you to have to make food. I want you to have it already prepared so that you just have already what you're gonna eat on the seventh day and you don't have to do any work. So collect a double portion on the sixth day. And so he he instructs them to do this. And so the reason that I'm bringing this up is because they had to actually prepare, you know? Um, The Sabbath, Keeping a Sabbath does take preparation. You're not going to be able to do it unless you figure out how to get your work done in six days. It is something that you have to prepare for. Even when we see in the New Testament and later on, they'll talk about, "Oh, it was the preparation day. Thursday was this preparation day. Um, that was when Jesus was, you know, killed. Was on the preparation day." Um, that means they had that day that they had to prepare. And you'll see as you read of other people living in the Holy Land, and other people that have practiced the Sabbath, that it's very busy that last day when you're preparing for the Sabbath. So it is gonna take some preparation and I'm hopefully gonna help you with that. But we see this concept is God is expecting that even as he brought them out of slavery, which is us coming out of our old life, coming into the new life, and he's preparing them already then. He's like, I'm, you're going to work for six days and then you're going to take a break, which must have felt like heaven to ex-slaves by the way. Yeah, I'm thinking. All right. So the next time that we talk about the Sabbath that we find it in the Bible is the actual command, right? So we go to Exodus 20 and we find all the 10 commandments. And the you know we go through the first four, we go through the first three commandments, and then we land on the fourth commandment, which is about the Sabbath. Am I correct about that? You it's it's you, no other gods before me, don't make any idols, don't misuse my name. And number four, remember the Sabbath. Yes, I'm right about that. Okay, so in verse eight, it says, Remember the Sabbath day by. Okay, how are they remembering it? It's not just think about, oh yeah, I remember today's Sabbath day. No, remember it by. There is an action associated with the head knowledge, okay? (laughs) There's an action associated with it. You remember it by keeping it holy. Now, how do we keep it holy? Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, not your son or your daughter, not your male or female servant, not your animals, not your foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That's it. Simply, simple. We just don't do work on that day. (laughs) Okay, now I'm keeping it simple today. Later on, we'll talk about, well, what is work? Okay, we'll talk about that. But I think you need some time just to meditate on this concept, that there should be a day out of seven, okay? One out of seven, where you are striving to make it different It is set apart. It's not what you normally do. Now, a spoiler alert, you're going to find out that what you want to do on that day is every single thing that's fun and wonderful and life-giving. That's what it's supposed to be. It's not like, oh, it shouldn't be like, um, you know, darn, I can't work. (laughs) Now, we have made it that way. And, you know, I know that all kinds of images come to your mind when you hear Sabbath. You could think of some old movie that you watched that had some puritanical preacher who made his kids sit in the dark and not do anything, you know, fun. They couldn't move. All they could do was read the Bible for 24 hours. Or, you know, you're always gonna see these these caricatures of the, the zealous, you know, horrible, you know, uh, sort of legalistic, miserable keeping of the sabbath we don't do this it's what we don't do we don't do that we don't do that we don't do that no no it's not going to be about that it's going to be about what we do get to do we're going to do different things than our work because we're going to set this day aside for only things that are life-giving that's all it's going to be okay so now this is going to go on too long so i don't want it to but i want you to think about this concept that god rested himself that the creator of the universe actually rested and he wants us to rest think about how good of a god he must be that he would actually command us to rest that's kind of funny maybe he had to command us because we're so bad at resting maybe that's what it is but think about that Okay, so now we're going to go into the New Testament. We're going to talk about the one time that Paul is speaking in a specific situation to the church at Colossae. He's trying to address some some heresies that had come up. And we don't know exactly what they were, at least, uh, I mean, I know I don't, but even scholars claim they don't really know. But you can kind of take from the text that there must have been some jewish leaders who were trying to impose um a lot of the jewish customs and the religiosity or the traditions of the jewish um you know heritage upon all of these gentiles now you know in the new testament that what jesus came to do was to create one man out of the two jews and gentiles which is completely crazy um, for that time, of course, but he was going to make one man out of the two. And so these churches were compi- comprised of Jews and Gentiles. And it created quite a stir because no one really knew how to do that. They had never seen it done before. I mean, I feel sorry for him, actually, because, you know, sometimes you're just trying to follow God, but you're like, I don't really quite know how to do this. I don't know how this is supposed to look in the church. You know, it says to do this, but then it says to do that and not quite sure how to do it. So they're trying to figure out how to do it. And so some of the Jewish people were led more to like, well, they should at least be doing the Sabbath. Well, they should at least be, you know, eating kosher, you know, well, maybe they should at least be doing the new moon festivals. And, you know, they were always trying to figure out how much we should make these Gentiles do of the stuff that they're not used to, that we're all used to. And they were trying to find their way. And so Paul comes in and he tries to address this concept, which is kind of difficult. But in verse, so if you look at Colossians 2, 16, It says, therefore, okay, well, of course, I hate starting when something says therefore because you know that you're missing a bunch of stuff. So I will just say to you, go back and read before it so you can see what he was saying therefore about. But he says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day these are a shadow of the things that were to come the reality however is found in christ then it goes on do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you such a person goes into great detail about what they've seen and how they're puffed up with idle notions about their um by their unspiritual mind and then talks about them losing connection with jesus the head of the church right okay so on this side, it sounds like you've got these people that are talking about, well, no, they need to do the Sabbath. They need to do the new, the, the, the new moon festivals. They need to keep all of these things. If they don't do it, they won't be real Christians, probably is some somewhat of what they were saying. And over here, you've got these people that are like talking about angels and the spirit and probably, you know, going a little haywire over on this side about that. Man, this must have been a lot to navigate, by the way. Um, but what Paul is trying to say is that you know all of this stuff these festivals and all of this was fulfilled in jesus christ jesus christ actually is our rest right? doesn't he say come to me all who are heavy and laden and heavy and weary and i will give you rest for your souls for my yoke is easy my burden is light um so jesus christ is our rest And so he's trying to tell these people, "Don't you can't, no, they don't have to follow all of these regulations that we had. They don't have to do all of this. They're Gentiles for crying out loud. You know, we need to follow Jesus. All of these things are just helped up. They were just tangible ways for us to experience what was going to be brought into completion with Jesus. So this scripture is trying to say it's not about the rules of it. Okay? It's not about the rules of it. And this does apply to us right now, right? Because here we are all these years later, and our churches are much more Gentile than Jewish. Now, back then, they were much more Jewish in nature than Gentile. They probably met at the synagogue, okay? They probably met outside the temple courts, the Jewish temple courts, yeah. And they were mostly made up of Jews who had gone there on Pentecost and had become Christians. So, you know, it was mostly Jewish. Well, now we're mostly Gentile. So, we don't need to get caught up in, do we celebrate it on Saturday or do we celebrate it on Sunday? Is it wrong to celebrate it on Sunday? I believe it's not, but it says, don't worry about the day, don't worry about those little details. But listen to me, disciple, this scripture did not make it to where they all of a sudden never celebrated the sabbath again that wasn't the point the whole rest of the new testament there are accounts all of the accounts that we have are the church meeting on the sabbath they met on the sabbath Um, they celebrated the sabbath that whole century the first century the second century the third century pretty much the Sabbath was the way that that seventh day they rested and they worshiped God on it. Now in comes Constantine. He wants to get us, you know, separated from our Jewish roots. He doesn't want that. I don't think it's a great idea, but whatever. <laughs> it started us on the trajectory of Christianity being removed from the our Jewish heritage. And so that day got switched to Sunday. And if you know um like i you know i've probably said this before if you know of something that i don't know please tell me i'm always trying to learn about the sabbath i love it let me know if you know something different in those first few centuries but up till that point basically it was the sabbath that they that they celebrated and then it became sundays just like all of our festivals got moved from the Jewish festivals into the pagan festivals, the Christmas festival, the Easter festival, those are those were pagan holidays, right? So, and I'm not here to make some big stance like don't, don't do Christmas or Easter, I'm not saying that. And I'm not even saying don't meet on Sunday, we have to meet on Saturday. I think that's where we get into trouble, where we take something like this one scripture out of 154 and we go, see? As if that's a a C, you know, wait, well, to kind of look at the context, I don't believe we're, um, you know, not right with God if we meet on Sundays. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a Seventh-day Adventist, but you know, I think they were right. I think we should be celebrating Sabbath. <laughs> that, but I might enjoy going to church on Saturday, but I don't think it means I'm not right with God if I do it on Sunday, if I do it on Saturday. The whole point, let's just start with the big point, which is, one day out of seven needs to be set apart as holy. And let's not worry about what the whole church is doing. Let's not even worry about what your whole family is doing. Let's stop for a moment trying to change the world and let's just change ourselves. You, disciple, you're watching this because you were interested in the spiritual practices. You were interested in the practices of Jesus and Jesus practiced the Sabbath. Now, we talk about that a lot of times with other things. We'll say, well, Jesus was baptized, so good enough for me. So I'm going to be baptized." you know, um, even though we know that it's controversial and some people think it's this, some people think it's that, but we go, well, Jesus did it, so I'm going to follow him. I followed you. Well, Jesus also, he practiced the Sabbath. So to be a follower of Jesus, if we want to imitate our rabbi, we too would practice the Sabbath. And that's where I'm going to start today. That's it. It's just, I want you to take some time to meditate on this thought. Am I willing to practice the Sabbath? Am I willing to set one day aside out of seven and say, this day is holy. It's gonna be set apart. It's gonna be different than all the rest of my days. We can talk about how it's different at another time, but first you need to make that decision. Are you even interested? Are you even ready? And no judgment if you're not. You don't need to watch the rest of them, it's okay. But if you are, I guarantee you, you are getting ready to experience a life-changing practice. I'm begging you, honestly, I feel like Peter, I'm pleading with you, save yourselves. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. You know, just taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, even like with your kids, you tell them, just taste it. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. Okay, just taste it. Are you ready to take that that step and say, I'm gonna set apart one day as holy? All right, now that we have spent some time gathering a little information from the Bible and trying to see the heart of God and in all of those instructions, I want to take some time just to help you in your meditation to get you started on this journey of contemplating the Sabbath. So we're going to take a little time each week just to meditate on the scriptures, um, to try to let all this information sink in to our souls, to perhaps create transformation so just as we did last time i want you to find a comfortable place to sit or if you're driving maybe perhaps you can shift a little bit in your mind and if you're doing something else right now like putting on your makeup or washing the dishes you leave it up to you whether you think you can do this while you're doing those things or you can just Leave it for another time. And then, as always, you can come back to this portion of the podcast just to help you at any time that you want to uh, get your your mind to rest and uh, simply meditate. This would be a great section for you to come back to. So once you've found that place to sit that's comfortable, where there's no distractions, and perhaps... You could close your eyes and uh, just, let's start by taking a few breaths and breathing in for as slow as count as you can and breathing out for an even longer count. Let's take the time just to take three long breaths. I'm going to start by reading Genesis 2 2 again. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because. On it, he rested from all the work of creating he had done. Knowing we were created in God's image, think about what it would feel like to rest would resting bring you closer to God's heart to his original design I want you to picture yourself returning to the garden the most beautiful garden and like any that you would know or see here because this garden would have complete purity no sin no sadness no pain no fall this is who you were before you were placed in skin before you were knit together in your mother's womb before you became human you would return to that place of complete purity How would that feel to rest there? Put yourself there. How does it feel? You can breathe slowly because there's no problems there's nothing to fix there's no tomorrow there's no yesterday it's just the beauty of the creator and his creation it feel to do that every week every seventh day you know when Jesus came he came as a human form of God, of the Creator. The Creator wrapped himself in skin and he came to this earth to show us what it would look like to to be like God. Knowing that, listen to these words from The message of Matthew 11. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. And work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What are the words that arrested your thoughts, that interrupted you? Was there a word or a phrase that connected with your soul? Listen again for that invitation are you tired worn out burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace i won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly can you hear jesus's invitation in this Can you hear his invitation to this seven day rhythm of grace? One day a week where you sit with Jesus, you go away with him and recover your life. Are you tired? are you worn out are you burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life i will show you how to take a real rest walk with me work with me watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly What is God inviting you to through this scripture? Heavenly Father, thank you for guiding us and leading us and directing us. Thank you for setting an example of rest. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to see in the flesh what it would look like to rest in you. Father, I pray that you will guide every disciple of Jesus that listens right now to just that next step of allowing Jesus to lead us into rest. And it's in his beautiful name that we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend, choose some stars, and write what helped you as a review. And remember this, my friends, in Hebrews 10, it says that it is through Jesus that God has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. It's a process. So be patient with the process and focus up, holy peeps. Until next time.